0: This morning, Jen was just sharing a little bit about Colossians, and I, I kind of felt in the week, I don't know, sometimes you have the kind of week that's a, a real tough week, you know, and you, yeah, you are, and um, how many of you often feel disqualified from receiving all that God has? most of us. Why? Because we're looking at us. Am I right? We look at ourselves and we, we look at our weakness and it's real. I mean, it's, we, we don't have to deceive ourselves. We don't have to pretend. It's, we feel completely disqualified. We feel that somebody else deserves more blessing. And why? Because we're looking at us. And, and yet what, what Jen was reading this morning in Colossians, so if you've got your Bibles, why don't you turn there? Because I, it's like I felt God just speaking to my heart around my confidence and your confidence. W- what are we going to hold on to is confidence and so he, he comes and he, he so beautifully invites us to trust his word. That's why I believe. It's not how I feel, but it's what God has said. And so in Colossians, he, he comes and he says some things that, that really, friends, as we believe it, uh, it changes who we are. And it's Colossians chapter 1, and um, he's speaking around being qualified and delivered. So let's just go and read that again. All right. Are you all right with that? Eh? Yes? No? Thank you for being with me. I appreciate that. Um, I mean, the word is true, even if I'm the only one listening and reading it, but its a, I'd, I'd love for you to to be part of this um, wonderful truth this morning. So it says this from verse 9, And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you can walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him. You see, you can receive salvation and yet not walk in a way that's pleasing how many of you know that how many of you know christians who do that so there's an invitation to to receive something of spiritual wisdom because there's a truckload of natural wisdom out in the world a a truckload of natural wisdom but he says i want you to get spiritual wisdom how to walk in a manner that's pleasing and fully like it's right it's it's worthy of god it's worthy of being a son so he says this, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might. I don't know about you, I want God to strengthen me with His glorious might. I can't, I, I've got might that's got a limit. My might has got a, a, a kind of it gets there and then I can't take myself further. But I want to be filled with God's glorious might. And, and I want His patience and endurance uh, with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has... Qualified you. Say qualified. Now, now yeah, we, yeah, I want you to sit with us. To come before the Father, to come before the presence of God, to come right into the throne of grace. Now, picture just with me for a moment. Picture that if you were invited to the courts of heaven and you could come and stand before God in His majestic throne. It would be quite a terrifying reality if that would be something we could go to on the earth. Can you imagine going to a place so holy, so majestic, so profound, so powerful? I mean, you wouldn't just casually rock up there. I mean, I don't know. You wouldn't just stumble upon there. Even if you went to uh, um, the Buckingham Palace and the queen said, I'd like to have a, uh, you come visit me. We wouldn't just pull in there. Hey, queen, how's it? What's up? Can I have your uh, you know your cell phone or on a WhatsApp? We can be Instagram friends. Yeah, some people do that, but they won't really get forward. I, you'd kind of imagine, I want to look good. I want to be ready and prepared because I'm going to meet the queen. I mean, that, that's just the person. Imagine God. Imagine God. But here's the thing. God has qualified you. Who qualifies you to go before God? He does. You see, you and I feel disqualified over and over again because of us, but God has qualified you. That's the, the reality, is he's qualified us to do what? To share in inheritance. With the saints in light, so there's a qualification of what I love. What Jen was saying, you get into the race, you qualified. All the fees have been paid. You're in now. I want you to run the race I've set for you. It doesn't mean you're automatically going to finish, but you qualified to be in it. So yeah, we have access to the Father. We have access to the throne because of what Jesus has done. He says this in verse 13. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom. Of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So there's a deliverance. He has delivered us. To be delivered is to be set free. So think, I mean, I just, when Jen was reading it earlier, I thought of a, um, a, like a letter in the post office. Maybe not our best example in South Africa because we wouldn't know where our post goes. But, but the reality is, if I took a, a letter and I took it to the post office, I expect him to deliver it to the address. I don't have to, I've done my job. I put on all the fees, the stamps. I give them the parcel of the letter and they deliver it. However they do that, yeah, God is saying this. He delivers us from darkness. How? Well, what caught us in darkness was sin. We were trapped in darkness by sin. There was no good works gets us out of it. He delivers us by what? By dying as us in our place for sin. And then he delivers. He pays the price to set us free from darkness. And then the Bible says he transfers us. He's not transferring us. See, some of us think he's this transferring process. No, he delivered us and he has transferred us. So he's taken us from darkness and he's brought us into the kingdom of his beautiful son. You know that the fact is you still got the same mind that when you were in, in, in sin, you still got the same mind. You don't get a new mind. You have to renew your mind. Okay, are you with me? Friends, this is key now because what happens is we get delivered, we are righteous, we love everything. But if we don't think differently, take a guess what's going to happen. The program when we were in darkness is the program that 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 carries us in light. We delivered, we're here, nothing can change that, but we're going to behave like we're still there. That's why the Bible says there's a manner that's worthy of the transferring reality. I lived for myself Yeah, I lived in sin. I did whatever was natural and pleasing for myself. And then God delivered me. He transferred me. And now he says, I want you to renew your mind so you can walk in a manner worthy. There's a higher, there's a spiritual wisdom I want you You're in the same world, but something's happened to your spirit. you were in darkness, you were captive, but now you've been transferred and you've been qualified. But he says this, I want you to walk in a manner Worthy. So that's your invitation to respond to God. See, sometimes people just think, well, God's made me righteous and it's all grace and it's lovely and that's true. But then you got the same mindset that you had in the world, living for yourself, doesn't matter. And then, and then what happens is God begins to lead you. And we oh no, it's okay, God, you're just so loving and wonderful. And we spoke about discipline. And then we wonder why we don't get what God wants. Not because he's angry with us, not because he's punishing us, but because he wants us to walk in a manner that's worthy and fitting for what it is to be a son transferred, a son empowered. A daughter that's now got the grace and the anointing of heaven to walk in a manner worthy of the calling. What's worthy? To be like Jesus. I don't have to try and be like Jesus through hard work. The Bible says I was created and made righteous. But the Bible does say, and can you turn with me to Romans 12 verse 2. One of my favorite scriptures. If you've been around for a while, you'll know I love Romans 12 verse 2. And uh, some of you even know how I often read it. Because that's how many Christians do this. And, and can I tell you, I wish renewing my mind would be something I could do in a day. <laughs> Am I right, Linda? Yeah. I mean, I go, wow, that was such a great truth. And then a week later, and I'm doing the same things I did before I heard the truth. And it's like, flip, man. Am I that dwarf? Yes, but you're loved. So it says this it says, I'm going to read from verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So you want to worship God? Present your body. When? On Sundays? No, just present your body. You now in the kingdom of light. So, your body now, your whole being, your spirit in God, you righteous, but now present your body as a spiritual act of worship. What does that mean? Live in a manner worthy. Lord, what do you want? How do you want me to operate at school, at work? Lord, what do you want me to think? I begin to renew my mind so I can walk in this way. That's presenting your body. Or coming to church on Sunday is not presenting your body. You could come here and never present your body. You could come and do all the religious activities and never present your body as a living sacrifice. So when God comes, like Jen says, this prophetic lady, Veronica West, God says, go and pay for it. And she says, but that's two pounds, man. I scored. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) No, go pay for it. (laughs) There's a relationship of saying, I'm teaching you to walk in a manner worthy. And we often can just excuse it. But the fear of God comes into the car. And what happens? Our Lord, two pounds, two pounds. Two pounds. What's that in the light of what you've got for me? So you know what? Her offering of spiritual worship was to go back into the the venue and pay two pounds. Isn't that true? See, when we're forgiving people, when we're blessing people, when we're tithing and we give our offerings, it's spiritual worship or it's religion. Depends on your heart motive. I can't see it. God can. See, when the fear of God comes upon us, then it changes everything. So, So he says, It says this verse, um, uh, I'm still verse, uh, no, sorry, verse 2. So don't be conformed to this world. Why? You were in this world, remember? You were in this domain. You thought like the world. You might have been a really good person in the world. You know, you get some really lovely people in the world. Some of them look nicer than some Christians in the light. Come on, you get some arrogant Christians. They've got it all wrong. They think they have fat cat and it's like, listen, they are godless, And you think there's a, ooh, it's just, I don't like being with you. I know you're saved. I'll see you in heaven. I'm going to enjoy you there, but I don't really like you on earth. Then you get some unsafe people that are just humble, that are kind, they're generous. And you think, wow, but they, def- they deny Christ. It's just humanism. And you think, how can you be that nice and still resist Christ? Because it's a spiritual reality. It's a death. It's a darkness. So you don't get into heaven by being good. You get into heaven by believing in Jesus, and he transfers you. But he, he says this, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. What does it mean? Have you, I mean, we've said it a few times. What does it mean? Well, look at the patterns of the world around you. Look at how the world thinks and does things. This says, don't be conformed. Don't fit into the world so easily and adjust to it without thinking about it. There are Christians who just come to church on Sunday. And they do Christian things, and then on Monday, they do things that the will does. It's a pattern. And when you ask them about it, they say, "Well, everybody's doing it. God'll understand." And you say, "No. You have no spiritual wisdom. You're thinking naturally, and you're operating naturally. God has transferred you, and He wants you to walk in a manner that's worthy. It's quite different. It's quite different. It's, but now I must engage God. And he says, this, he says, how do we do it? He says, by being transformed. Also, it says, sorry, let me read this again. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. See, to, remind, to renew your mind is to get new information. Is to, is to take the word of God and say, God, wow, this is how you want marriage. This is how you want family. This is how you want me to steward finances. This is how you want me to treat my enemies, how to love, how to be part of a local church. This is how you want Lord, I must renew my mind. I've got to change out because you've already transferred me. You've qualified me. This is done by you. but you're asking me to renew my mind so that in this new place I can work in a walk in a manner. Worthy? Doesn't make sense. That's so why you get some Christians, that maybe they'll, they'll, they'll have uh, possessions, they'll have stuff, and they, what they do is they operate like the world. And you think to yourself, how can you be that? And it's simply this, they've not renewed their mind. That's why Colossians says that you'll have spiritual wisdom. It takes spiritual wisdom. You go to school, a young school guys, You you're in school, there is a natural wisdom that seems to be applauded by everybody. Even religious people, oh, they're just young people, just sowing the wild oats. Now let them just experience, oh, that's fine. You know, let's just go and experience No, that's dumb. No, you don't want to be like the world. Don't don't teach our kids to fit into the pattern of the world. Oh, listen to the music, watch music videos. I mean, some of that stuff is so vile and so trash, but yet the kids look at it. Oh, but it's just such a nice beat. It's a gospel that they preach through music. And then when we come to church, we all like, oh, it's all like, oh, I don't want to be singing out loud. I'm glad there wasn't a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right, guys? Come on, they, they know songs and oh that, this person and that Instagram. And yet when it comes to worship, we're so reserved. We can't give ourselves fully because what do my friends think? Well, you're not worshiping them, so it's okay. <laughs> what does God think? That's spiritual wisdom. Oh God, worship's not about my friends, it's about you. So I'm not going to be conformed to the pattern of the world. I'm not going to think like my friends. And I want to tell you, it costs. Am I right, young people? <laughs> it costs. Why? Because He's worthy. And to do His will on the earth costs. I'm not paying for the transferring fees. I'm not putting the stamp on my life. He makes me righteous. He's paid for it with His blood. But I'm paying a price because I believe it's true. And that's called worship. It's called Sacrifice. So he says, How's this? When you're in your mind, so that you may discern, say discern. There seems to be a lot of missing that. There's a lot of knowledge, but very little. Discernment. See, the last two years, you can see people who've got knowledge and people who've got discernment. See, so discernment comes from spiritual wisdom and understanding. Knowledge will give you a whole lot of natural things, but you want to have spiritual discernment. Did you hear that from the monitors? Okay. Knowledge puffs you up, makes you arrogant, but, but spiritual wisdom gives you insight into the mind of God, and then it helps you to live differently in a manner that's worthy. All right. So he says this, when you renew your mind, uh, you'll, get, you'll discern what the will of God is. You know, some people just think, oh, that's the will of God. Is it really? Is it genuinely the will of God? See, spiritual wisdom will say, no, no, actually, there's a different way. It says you'll know what his will is, his good, acceptable, and perfect will. So, so let's take Veronica little story. I mean, if she'd walked away with a, the $2, I mean, two pound, which is about, I think, 40 rand, dishwashing liquid, I mean, would she have lost her salvation? Absolutely not, because God qualified her. He transferred her into light. So she's there by the finished work of Jesus. But she would have missed the will of God for her, by just being natural. Like, Lord, it's just a freebie. I mean, they rip other people off. So it's payback time. The wealth of the wicked, stored up for the righteous. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, you get people who are like, are you kidding me? But God comes and says, go and pay for it. You see, she's discerning the will of God. She's not natural, making it natural. She's discerning it. So she goes and honors God, and she pays for it, and God does something in her heart. See, you and I, that's called Relationship. If you want rules, you're going to say, well, what's wrong with it? And you look for a bunch of rules and escape like that. You know, when you go and buy a cell phone contract, you never read through those 10 million words. And then when it comes wrong, then they show you clause 64,002.105B that you should have done this. And then there we go. You're in trouble. And you're like, but I, I," and the the law will always get you. So don't look for, don't even respond to God with law. Yeah, but Lord, your wisdom. I want to finish with this. Can you believe it? 18 minutes past 11 and you're hearing me saying, I want to finish. That is a miracle. God is in the house. <laughs> yeah, so we'd be done by one. Okay. <laughs> Hebrews 10. Can you go to Hebrews 10? And from verse 19. No, sorry. I um, I recant Hebrews 10. Take that back. Hebrews 6. I'm going to be taking a few things back. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> I read this in my Bible now i got my iPad. I know exactly where it is. The context is around, uh, I think it is six. Sorry, sorry, no, it is six. Sorry, it is six, without a doubt. <sighs> Here we go. Are you with me? You're all waiting with such anticipation. It's amazing. Sorry. I'm going to now make my final offer. Hebrews 5. I've got it in sight. Okay. <laughs> going, going. It's Hebrews 5. We're not moving from that. And verse 11. Okay. That's the one I want to do. Hebrews 5.11. It says this. About this, we have much to say. And it is hard to explain. Why? Since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you should be able to disciple others in this stuff. That's really what he's saying. It's almost like where the church is worldwide. The church comes to gatherings but, and, and, they, and they love, oh man, that was great. I love that they were on time. I love that the music team were phenomenal and tight. I love the bass player. He's so cool. You know, I love the keyboardist. She's got a great setup. You know, we love all of that stuff, but we don't know what worship is. We wouldn't know how to teach somebody else to worship. We wouldn't know how to take the scriptures and say, this is what salvation truly is. That's really what he's saying. He says, it, we, we want to say this to you, but it's hard because you become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again. so it's not the first time. I mean, the first time you can't blame again. He says, the basic principles of the oracles or the words of God, you need milk not solid food, for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. See, he's really saying this, if you're living on milk and you have to be taught over and over again, it's immaturity. That's really what it is. You are, you immature. He says, um, because you, you are unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a child, immature. But solid food is for the mature For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice distinguish good from evil. Do you get that? So he has this thing. You get the word over and over again. You you transferred. Remember, you've qualified. All of that's happened by Jesus. This is God's work. This is where you are. You're not going to change this. He says, now I want you to renew your mind and I want you to put into practice what you've heard and then learn how to teach others. Because what happens, that that is called? Maturity and you start getting discernment. You see, you can see if somebody's mature, they can discern. An immature person, oh, it's just oh, isn't it wonderful? Oh, it's so beautiful. They just love, they just love the universe and mother earth, and oh it's so just want to hug trees now. No, <laughs> you see, there you look at that, and it sounds so good. And some people it's just they've lost their minds. You know why? Because they're immature. You have to be taught again. So it says here, they're unskilled in the word of righteousness. Have you heard some people with grace? This is being unskilled. Oh, it's okay. Well, it doesn't matter what I do because I'm righteous. God just loves me. I can carry on. I can live. I don't, have to, I don't have to be part of a local church. You know why? Because there's so much control in the church. You know, the pastors just want money. And I've been abused. I went to a church once. And they said things that made me so uncomfortable. I couldn't think Jesus wants me to feel uncomfortable. So I have just me and Jesus on a Sunday. He does everything I want him to do. We've even sing songs around. It's my will, not yours. Bless my insurance. My premiums are fine. I mean, I just, I love it when Jesus blesses me. Because I couldn't imagine, I could not imagine that Jesus would ask me to do anything uncomfortable. That is not the gospel. That is such a legalism. Honestly, He just wants me to be happy. I mean, I know I'm living with somebody, and it's but but the Bible is so oh, Jesus knows. Before we had sex, we just prayed, Lord, for what we're about to receive, make us truly thankful, and it's fine. God will understand. We don't need to be married anymore. God knows it's so expensive, and it's just a piece of paper. It's just a piece of paper. Honestly, it's just a piece of paper. So you know what? We God knows we just knows. Can you see natural wisdom? We laughing now, but that's up. I'm just making it a little bit more funny because it's so bad. I mean, no, yes, natural wisdom. And some of those people have been transferred. They're living here, but they're not walking in a manner. Worthy. They're not fully pleasing to God. Are they righteous? They're going to go to heaven one day, and then Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3 is going to take place. What does 1 Corinthians 3 say? Well, read it and tell me next week. No, 1 Corinthians 3 speaks about a foundation, Jesus.
1: And then he says
0: this, be careful how you build on that foundation. Doesn't matter. You could have been an earth-loving God bunny-hugging, SPCA giving wonderful, free-spirited, generous person, but you don't have Jesus, you're going to hell. I, I, you never once ever were ugly. You you never mistreated anybody that worked for you, but you refuse Christ, you're going to hell. Because there's no foundation. And Christ is the foundation. I don't care how good you were, because your goodness doesn't get you into heaven. It's faith in Christ. But then, for the believer, it says this, when Christ is your foundation, be careful how you build on that. Because there will be a day when God's going to test your work, not you, because you're in Christ. You're free. You're born again. You're saved. You're delivered. You're transferred. You're righteous. You're holy. You're perfect. You yourself is he's, he's completely in Christ. But he says this, I'm going to put fire to your work. The things you did in response to me. And whatever survives the fire becomes your crown. And there's going to be Christians who look good on the earth, but with natural wisdom, building for people, building to be loved by people, impressing people, and not God. And when they come to that day and God puts fire to their work, wood, hay, and straw, all burnt up, nothing. And then there's going to be people with, with spiritual wisdom and discernment who said no to sin, who who's chose to honor God. And they're not going to be people that we think, wow, because they didn't have a big platform, they weren't big followers on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook. But they said no at school to wisdom that was devilish and they, they stood for God and they were mocked. And one day God's going to put fire and he said, yeah, here's gold. You made such beautiful choices. You built well. I saw what it cost you when you said no to the relationship that was ungodly. And you said, I want to honor God. It cost you financially. It cost you emotionally. But you honored me. You pleased me. He has gold when you gave because you trusted me and you didn't try and make it a mathematical thing, but it was worship and tithing was no longer just a, a transaction of finances. It was an act of worship. It was you trusting me. Whether you earn 200 rand a week or 200,000 rand a week, you trusted me. You know what? Oh, people think it's money and one day God's going to say, has a crown and you're going to think, but Lord, I don't deserve this. He says, I oh, know, but you just trusted me. I just want to bless you. There's going to be other people who had great ministries on earth and they're going to walk around looking like Ash Wednesday. <laughs> you yeah, know, just nothing. And you're going to say, but, yes, but you led this massive church. Yeah, but you know, actually I, was, I felt so powerful. I felt so important. God says that was wood, hay and straw. So I can't judge you. I don't know what you're thinking. You can't judge me. See, judgment means to pass sentence. And what if on the cross, something happens and God sets me free? you've judged me that's why we can't judge people but we must discern and that's why when you're practicing righteousness all of a sudden righteousness is not an excuse to get away with stuff righteousness is a way of living that is worthy of God that pleases him firstly and then it has fruit to others and they say wow you really forgive you're not wow you're not arrogant but you have a clear conviction you love people you're you're generous you guys why do you gather why do you still gather?" Why, why aren't you, isn't it more comfortable just to be on, you know, like online? I mean, you can just listen to the message in bed. You know, because we want not make it too early if it's live. Because, I mean, you don't want to wake up like on a Sunday at like 10. I mean, you know. Because <laughs> as long as you get a message and you, there's so much good music out there. And to, this morning we listened to some of that. So you just put together your little, your best sermon and your best music. <laughs> God says, I love the church. I gave myself up the church, a bunch of people coming together who learn how to love one another because their minds are renewed. (laughs) They're living in a way that's worthy and pleasing. So there's no Jew, Gentile. So there's in this house, there can't be divisions based on color, gender, or finances. Why? Because God qualified us to be here, not your money or your gifting, but he did. And when we realize that, we realize, wow, my gifting is here to serve my brothers and sisters. Because I want one day when God brings fire, I want gold, silver, and precious stones to be the result. Not wood, and straw. Amen. On this, I have much to say. But you are a little nappy. No, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah. no. No, sleepy. No, no, well, no. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm really joking. You... <laughs> Yeah, that, that wasn't thought through. That wasn't even in my notes. I, I don't know where that came from. The recesses of my natural wisdom. Okay. I hope you're hearing. You see, God's inviting us into maturity. So that, that's why I, can I tell you, if you get the foundation wrong, it doesn't matter what you build. It's all wrong. But now that we've got the foundation right, Christ and faith in Christ alone, that I'm righteous, not by works, my giving money, my serving the church, my saying no to sin does not make me righteous. It doesn't at all. What it does do is when I say no to sin because I believe I'm righteous, it begins to produce fruits of righteousness. That people say, wow, you're saying no to sin. Those opportunities. Why don't you just take a bribe? Why don't you just lie? Well, because I'm a son. I'm righteous. I'm pleasing him firstly. So I can't Work for somebody and then just say, well, Jesus, it's fine. I'll just cut corners and be sloppy. That's disgusting. Then you don't believe that you can please him with the way you work. You haven't offered your body as a living sacrifice. Come on, I'm going back into 2.0 of the same word. Do you hear God's heart for us as a tribe? So our coming together, our giving is not for each other. Firstly, it's for him. But he doesn't need anything from us. He doesn't need your money. He doesn't need your encouragement. He's pretty good on his own. Okay, he he really, giving money financially, yeah, in the offering or EFTs, whatever, does not improve God's wealth. At all. He says something about us. Gathering and being committed to the local house and learning to get over the offenses and the misunderstandings, that pleases him. Because then it says we mature. Yes or no? That's what he's called us to. You know why? He's got an inheritance for this church. He's got an inheritance for his church. And you can miss it. I really believe it. You won't miss eternity. Because you go to heaven. You're in Christ. But he's going to say, you know what? I had this for you. But you used natural wisdom. And then you made a natural choice. And you didn't do what I asked you to do. I love you. Fire. Wood, hay, straw. Can't give it back to you. Ash. I don't know about you. That puts a little bit of eternity in mind to say, hey, how I live makes a difference. Fear of God. Come on. Not excuse making, but natural wisdom must be replaced by spiritual wisdom, a renewed mind. And you are invited to renew your mind with scripture, with wisdom, by practicing this gospel, putting it into practice. Amen. Can we stand just as we finish this morning? Yes, see, half past 11. Jesus, what a great morning. People are shouting hallelujah, glory, honolulu. <laughs> One person isn't shouting glory, honolulu. <laughs> Father, we, Lord, I know that this word, I need this word. I'm not preaching it to people. I'm preaching it to us. Because I'm very much part of the renewing of the mind brigade that needs to find spiritual wisdom and discernment. Lord, I thank you for this house. I thank you for for every single person here this morning. Lord, those that didn't make it because of health reasons or gone away. God, I thank you, Lord, that for this house, there is a maturing happening. God, that we would grow up into Christ. We're not going to grow up into a cultural aspect of ourselves. We're going to grow up into Christ in this culture. We're going to have a different heart, a different mindset. Lord, we're going to be mature because we've learned to put into practice the word of righteousness. We're not going to use it as an excuse to get away with stuff, but we're going to let the word of righteousness pierce our hearts so much, God, that we're going to release more of Christ because that's who we truly are. We are Christ-like in our very essence. Thank you that you've transferred us from darkness into light, and that you've qualified us by the blood. So even this morning, Lord, in your presence is not through our singing or our giving or our good works. Lord, we come into your presence because of the blood of Jesus. Jesus, you have made a way for us to come before the throne of grace, not a judgment throne, not an accusing throne, not even an counting throne, a throne of grace. And so this morning, Father God, as we end our gathering together, we we stand, Lord, in your presence before the throne of grace because of the blood of Jesus. Lord, no matter how we felt coming in here, no matter what we've done, no matter how disqualified or how how condemned or maybe shameful we felt in some areas, Lord, our hidden, God, this morning, we stand in your presence because of the blood of Jesus. And God, I thank you that this house, Lord, in this place are going to receive grace and mercy in our time of need. Lord, an empowering grace, a grace, Lord, that's going to help us to grow up, a grace that's going to help us to break through, a grace that's going to help us to say no to sin, a grace that's going to empower us to go to another level, a grace that's going to take us deeper, a grace that's going to break down walls, a grace that's going to cause us to be one. So Holy Spirit, I thank you for that grace. It's not earned, it's not even deserved, and we can't pay you back, but we receive it. Help us to stand even this morning and say, God, I receive your grace, and thank you for mercy, Thank you for mercy, God, because I need mercy. But you said your mercies are new every morning. So actually, God, I don't even have to worry about yesterday, what I did yesterday, because there's mercy for today. Everything I did yesterday is already there's mercy for it. But, Lord, I'm praying for grace in my time of need. Lord, as a church, we're in a place, Lord, where we need spiritual wisdom, spiritual discernment, so we can live in a way that's worthy and pleasing of you. So I just really said anointing right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father.